following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me saviors! Coming to you from the DraftKings.com studio on the Virginia side of the Potomac once again. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast, and we are all hockey all the time today as we come on the air, and you may or may not be listening to this before, but the Caps got a Thursday night game in New Jersey against the Devils. Devils are banged up. Caps are playing great. You know what that means. It's showtime. Let's kick some ass. Damn right. 2-0-1. On this first homestand of the year, not too bad. Took the two-time defending Tampa Bay Lightning to what? The last 14 seconds of overtime? Yeah, I'd say that was a pretty good one. So in just a couple of minutes, uh, we are going to be talking with Capitals insider Samantha Pell. It's another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. But I got to tell you, it's a pretty darn good start to the season. Uh, The Caps look good. That's all we can say about it. And before we get to Sam, I think we I've got to give you the five takeaways that we've got on week one of the season. It is a long way to go. We still got 78 more games here before we get to the playoffs. But you would much rather have the start the Caps have had than, say, the one oh the football team has had over in Landover, huh? All right, let's get to it. Our five keys from the first week of the season. Number one. That would be Evgeny Kuznetsov. You know, everybody said Kuzi wanted to get his smile back this year, and we all thought that was a bunch of new age crap, but let's face it, Kuzi's having fun, and that means when Kuzi's having fun, we get good Kuzi. And good Kuzi has been real, real good here the first week of the season. Those two goals against Colorado, you know, the second one he sniped went, you know, up top beat uh, the goalie on that one and the first one on the outlet from John Carlson. Raise your hand if that reminded you a lot of the Pittsburgh series back in 2018 when Kuzi sent the Penguins home and got the monkey off the back of the Capitals when it came to those second-round playoff exits. If you get it because Netsoff is going to play well this year, if we are going to get good Kuzi, then the sky is the limit. There is no telling where this team can go. Because let's face it, Evgeny Kuznetsov, probably one of the best five or six players in the league when he's on. Takeaway number two, the goalies. How about them? Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we didn't have enough uh, money in the budget for uh, sound effect one, two, three, four, and five, so you only get number one. Sorry, maybe next month. But the goalies, how about Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov? Both have performed really, really well. You know, in football, you say if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. I don't know if that translates in hockey or not, but if you got two guys like this, you got to be happy with that. And if those guys can keep on playing like this, who knows? Peter Laviolette could take his time to, um, you know, 
make a choice as far as who the true number one is going to be. Takeaway number three, about Tom Wilson. Uh, yeah, everybody expected him to drop the gloves against the Rangers because the fact that the Rangers pretty much had hired out the Syracuse Nationals from Slapshot for opening night didn't happen. And ever since then, Wilson has been playing like a top-line forward. Not that we didn't know he always was, but it's the kind of play that infuriates his opponents because Tom Wilson is will be a goal-scoring machine and right now is an assist machine. Four assists in the first three games. Good on Willie for redefining his game. Takeaway number four is the grade eight. And actually, we ought to have him cap this thing off, but hey, but you'll see why in a minute when he doesn't. But Alex Ovechkin has started where he left off, and that is with four goals in three games, two assists. He leads in every category, as you might expect him to. They always say the Russian machine never breaks, and it looks like that is the case again. I remember, he came in to uh, opening night a little bit banged up. Again, four goals. I mean, what else can you say other than we are seeing not just a generational player, but probably one of the best that will ever play this game. Already passed Marcel Dion for number five on the goal list, and it, you know it, I have a feeling he will wind up uh, number four before the season's over. And finally, takeaway number five, the kids are all right. Everything we heard about this team coming into the season was the fact that the veteran corps is getting older. How much longer is the window going to be open? We'll talk about this with Sam in a couple of minutes, but the kids are playing great. Hendricks Lapierre has a goal. Connor McMichael got a couple of shots uh, in game number three when he played. Martin Ferravari shut down Nathan McKinnon. Anthony Mantha had a goal. Um, you combine them with Sprong and some of the and you know some of the other young guns. This might be a very interesting mix that the Capitals have this year. The experienced veteran core, which is going to need to be picked up every now and then, but a bunch of young guys that are ready to do that, pick up the slack and keep this window open, not just for a season or two, but maybe five or six or seven seasons. Who knows? All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joins us. Caps Insider for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. NFL fans, listen up. Are you hungry for a big win this weekend? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official Sports betting partner of the NFL has got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It is that simple. And if Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, DraftKings isn't going to leave you empty-handed. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on an NFL team to win their game. If they win, you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. 
New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joining us from, I assume, somewhere in New Jersey getting ready for tonight's game. Am I correct there, Sam? Yep, that's it. <laughs> awesome. And uh, we, we, we won't even mention here how the, uh, the trains let us down today, but it's okay. It is, it is all right. I'm just glad you're there safe and sound. No, thank you so much. Yeah, just getting ready, ready for this exciting game against New Jersey, which is a little banged up. Yeah, no, this, this, look, this, uh, this could be exciting. So we look at the first week of the season. And again, we always preface it by saying we got about 78 more of these to go or whatever, but you would sure as hell rather be in the position I think the Capitals are than some other teams in the D.C. area these days after two games or three games or five games or whatever. Two wins and then taking the two-time defending champs to, uh, you know, 14 seconds left in overtime, right? Oh, definitely. I think just getting, yeah, five out of six points for your first three. I think it's pretty impressive for this team. You look how they did it as well. I mean, Alex Ovechkin looks great, you know, after he started this season as a question mark there. And it was really a game-time decision after getting hurt in the preseason finale. And then you have Kuznetsov, you know, kind of catching fire in those first three, knock on wood. Um, we'll see if that can continue. But, yeah, no, I, I think it's been pretty impressive. Vitek Vanacek has looked good. And now it's all about just kind of keeping it up uh, for the coming weeks. Now, you mentioned, obviously, you know, you, you mentioned the talking points that, that we want to hit on. And I'll, I'll start with, with Kuznetsov because when Kuzi's going well, it seems like, you know, he's the happy-go-lucky kind of, you know, <laughs> cut up that, um, that, 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 you know, kind of can carry this team. I saw the happy-go-luckiness in the postgame uh, the other night, and boy, did that first goal when John Carlson hit him on that, that long pass, did that speed we saw there splitting the defenders remind me of 2018 and the Pittsburgh, the game clincher in Pittsburgh in the playoffs, you know? Oh, for sure. And, you know, he, split, he went right past tail on Colorado, and it just seemed like, oh, wow, like, that stuff could be back. Um, <laughs> You know, the GM and the coach, you know, they talked before the season and they just said, you know, they thought that Kuznetsov looked as best as he has been um, going into camp, during camp, compared to these last few years. And they just had a lot of confidence that he really wanted to bounce back this year and kind of rebound from the consistent season last year. Big question, of course, is uh, does it continue? Can he, can he keep it up through the whole regular season in the playoffs, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that's the whole story. Every year with Kuznetsov, he can come into camp as much as he wants and, you know, say the, all the right things and say he's mentally and physically here. And then we've seen what's going to happen the last three years. So it's going to be all about keeping it up. I think just looking at the opponents in the next couple of weeks, it seems like the Cavs should be able to kind of squeak out some wins um, here and there and, you know, facing teams like Ottawa and Calgary and New Jersey. So I think this will be a good um, little stretch coming up. Now, as an aside here, I have a feeling you have a bunch of people on some other mass transit right now that are probably looking at you like you're out of your mind. Am I correct in that situation, in that assessment there? Yep. Yep. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You are, you are an excellent sport for doing this, I got to say. Um, okay, so uh, the goaltending situation, uh, it's not, it's kind of like in the NFL when you say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any, but I mean, both um, both Vanacek and Samsonov ha have played terrifically here these first uh, three games. 
So does Peter Laviolette just kind of go with this until either one of them falls off or another one kind of establishes himself or, or what's going on? Yeah, so the thought going into the season was they aren't going to name a number one starter. They really felt like they're going to kind of let the two go at it and see, you know, if one emerges, what emerges. But honestly, I think Banatek is kind of the edge um, through the first three games. I mean, Peter Laviolette just really couldn't stop raving about him um, after the first two games. And, you know, they just really put Samsov in because he needs to get a game in, right? You just can't let him sit for so long. So I think it's going to go back and forth for some time now. And then, you know, I think the hope is one just kind of emerges. Is, do we do we consider Samson off the – I mean, uh, Vanacek the number one goalie right now? I I would say yes. Mm. Um, I think we'll see who starts today. I have a feeling if it is Vanacek, then that would be a pretty safe, um, safe title for him. Yeah, okay. The kids uh, – we titled uh, one of our – one of our last shows, the kids are all right. And I'm referring to Michael LaPierre and now Martin Ferravari. And I want to start with, with Ferravari because, uh, and LaViolette pointed this out, I think in the, in, in one of his post games, uh, either right after the Colorado game or yesterday, but he sounded like he was really happy with the job Ferravari did, uh, on Nathan McKinnon kind of shutting him down. Right. Oh, I thought Ferravari was excellent honestly, um, in the first three games, especially against Colorado, I think. It might have been late in the first or the second period, and Ferivari just completely stopped McKinnon on the side and really just wouldn't let him go around him. Um, and for a young D like that to stop McKinnon, to have kind of the on-ice awareness that he does, I think was pretty spectacular. And, yeah, he's been great through the first three. Uh LaPierre and Connor McMichael, uh, you know, McMichael had a couple of shots. I think he was actually robbed on one of them last night. LaPierre with two goals uh, in his, you know, in or a goal in the, in the uh, opening night. Um, one of these, one of these kids is probably going to have to could, or the, well, they're both making a case to stick. And I think, you know, if they keep playing like this, one of them just might, even when, when Backstrom comes back. Right. Yeah, you know, I think it's super interesting because, you know, LaPierre has played, you know, super well through the first two. And then you kind of got McMichael his chance last game. And I would assume McMichael plays again tonight against New Jersey. But I think the issue with LaPierre is that once you send him down, he can't come back up. Right. Um, so once you send him back to his juniors team, he's gone. With McMichael, you can send him down to Hershey. He can come back up and, you know, kind of do the back and forth game. So I, I'm pretty sure, you know, after Backstrom comes back, when LaPierre has maybe hit that nine-game mark, before his 10 game NHL entry mark, um, they might send him back. Just that's just based on, you know, maybe what they've done in the past. And it just seems like that's how it's been trending. And, you know, if the team's playing well under McMichael, then there's really no need to kind of keep both. But, it, and, and again, you know, that, that nine game mark, because if not, then you, you burn the first year of his, of his pro contract, right? Right. And, you know, and some teams, they pay more attention to that than others. Um, it's really just up to the GM and the team. If, that's what they want to do. But also when you look at it and maybe LaPierre needs another year in development in juniors, and maybe it would serve him more time um, to, you know, be playing like 20 minutes a game versus the seven to nine that he was seeing um, in his last one. Right. From a, from a, from the big picture look of this, um, you know, the talk, and it's been this way for the last three or four years, it's a veteran core. It's not getting any younger. How much longer is the window open Again, small sample size, but when you consider the impact that some of these young players are having here at the first of the year, uh, are we even are we thinking maybe somewhere down the line we're going to be looking at this team and saying, 
yeah, the veteran core might be getting older, but there are a bunch of young players here that can, you know, that can help not just keep this window open, but, you know, is going to, is going to prolong it because the next wave is ready to, to step in and, and reload when the time comes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you look at it, you know, you mentioned LaPierre and McMichael and Farivari, but then you have the other kind of round of young players, you could say, and like Tom Wilson and Anthony Mansa, they're both 27. Um, Daniel Sprong is 24. Both of your goalies are 24, 25. So actually they do have a solid amount of young quote unquote guys. It's just um, maybe a little different compared to Novechkin or a Backstrom um, or a TJ Oshie. Right. I, it, they, it may be a very advantageous position for this organization to be in when you think about it. No, definitely. And I, I think there's actually, now that you kind of lay it all out, you see the kind of three tiers of the organization. You see kind of the veteran guys, the middle, like young leadership guys, and also just like kind of the young ones that are just coming out of the gate. And I think they kind of blend all those styles together. The Caps have done that very, very well to start the season. And I'm not sure that any of us really thought that it would come together as quick as maybe they have or compared to other teams. And maybe just because we're finally seeing a normal schedule under normal times-ish. Um, that it's just way different than how we started last season and no preseason games. And now we have arenas full again and normal practice times and travel. So I, I think maybe it's everything's coming together at the right time. But again, I mean, we're three games in. There's still a really long way to go. As Joe Torrey once said, even though it's a different sport, it's a long way till October. Samantha Pell <laughs> of the Washington Post, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And thank you, Sam. All right, Mick and the clock on the wall. See, it's time for us to get out of here. Don't forget to go and follow us on Twitter, at BobMatthews965. Caps Devils, more stuff coming up this weekend. We will talk to you next time. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. <laughs>